Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Thanksgiving holiday. Blessed to be with family and friends. And then we hope that uh, you didn't eat too much. We'll have uh, our own specialist helping you with that. If you have any problems later, just check with Stephanie and she'll take care of everything for you. Okay. <laughs> it's so cool thing. Boy, we're glad you tuned in tonight. We had a little uh, interesting time connecting to our special guest tonight. And it was our opening because, as you know, we're thankful tonight we have with us a very good friend of mine, uh, and uh, he's my doctor, and he takes such good care of everything. Dr. Buckingham is one of the leading specialists in the world concerning free radicals and your pulmonary circulation, and that's just the beginning of it. But before we get there, let me tell you once again, in case you're tuning in for the first time tonight, we are blessed. I'm Joe Schofield, and I, we together, we are blessed with a wonderful group of people we call our co-hosts. We have Dr. Paul Hall, who is a retired, mm-hmm. retired pastor, <laughs> ah. <laughs> but a theologian, but not a pastor. Or one ah, of them, because all week long, he does what? Theologues. Theologues, yes. And we keep those cards and letters coming on what theologue means, because it's really important. And he's he's really good at it. So, hey, Paul, good to see you, brother. Glad you're here. (laughs) And also, all the way from, that's from California, all the way from from Georgia, we have Stephanie and Dr. Craig Thayer. As the announcement just said, Stephanie is a a specialist and uh, helping people to get in touch with who they are with their physical weight, their body, their what you eat, what you shouldn't eat, how to take care of you. We're going to have a great time tonight as they they have a, a wonderful time talking to our guests tonight too. And her husband is Dr. Craig that we uh, lovingly call Tank Thayer. Uh, he is uh, he's a special guy. I tell you, he's a doctor that's one of those uh, trauma surgeons that when they got to figure out what they're going to do, he's the one that we pray will be figuring it out for each of us because he not only uh, looks to see what to do, but he prays. And I'll never forget, I don't say this every week, but tonight I want to say, since we have such a distinguished doctor as a guest with us, that uh, Craig always would say, I know when I'm going to begin something, I have somebody's lives in my hands. So Lord, help me to, to take care of this person's needs. Love and appreciate both of you all the way from Georgia. Now, our special guest, uh, our, I mean, our, our co-host, Ron Greer, who comes from Central America, Texas, he can't be with us tonight. He and his wife had a very special uh, Thanksgiving, and uh, they are, I, I believe, they got tied up with airlines. None of us have ever had that problem, right? So and they're tied up somewhere. Uh, I think they're still on the ground. I don't think they took off yet, but we're not worried because it's called Frank Lloyd Wright Airport. We're not worried about it. But anyway, we're going to move right along. We have with us, as I shared with you, Dr. Robert Buckingham, he's from Ojai, California. He is probably known as one of the best-known doctors, as I've got to know other doctors in the area, in all that area, from UCSB all the way down to Los Angeles. He is also a specialist, and he really is known worldwide for his writings, his studies, his, uh, his research on free radicals in your pulmonary circulation. So I ran a thought by him, and he said, Joe, let's do this. I could do this. We want to talk tonight, as I said, about what effects on that part of how God made you does that terrible word stress have? 
So we're going to talk about that tonight. And I know that Dr. Thayer is going to be ready also. And so all the way from Ojai, California, uh, Dr. Buckingham, I, I just call him Doc. He's such a special guy. I wish all of you get to know him. Doc, welcome to Raising Expectation. We bring you on and we hope you had a great Thanksgiving. It's good to have you with Thank us. Thank you very much. I appreciate the offer and a special warm hello to all of your uh, other guests, uh, guest hosts. Um, I've always enjoyed meeting with you guys. You're uh, special. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Great. Why don't you open up tonight? Well, I mean, in this world now of a virus that attacks our lungs and the knowledge of it causes such great stress levels, it's good to hear about how that, uh, how we can reduce those things, how, how it occurs, what the physiology is. So um, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> no pressure, Doc. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, everyone here knows that um, regardless of, of, of what comes at you, if you're prepared for it, if your body is prepared, if, you're a, if you are living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle, uh, if your uh, anti-inflammatory rhythms are well-connected, if you're uh, doing the sorts of things that are going to keep your immune system healthy, uh, if, you, if you do meet a challenge like the coronavirus, uh, you have a much better possibility of of affecting uh, or neutralizing it uh, in ways and means that'll keep that'll keep your health intact, rather than possibly causing a spiral of decline. So I think the first and foremost thing that I want to impress upon everybody is that the way you live and how you live and what you do every single day matters. And if you're living in a way that's going to make your immune system optimal, uh, the coronavirus is going to have a far less of a chance of producing the cascades of pro-inflammatory rhythms that, that produce the so-called cytokine storm and respiratory failure uh, because your immune system is going to be up to the task. If, on the other hand, you're compromised of stressed, insomnia, sleep apnea, uh, cancer riddled, uh, feasting on a bunch of sugar. Uh, there's not a lot of hope that uh, you're going to have in, in terms of battling this thing if if your uh, if your immune system can't see the light of day. So uh, it really does matter how you live. You you use the term anti-inflammatory body. What do you what do you consider that? So. <clears throat> Within your body, within every interstitial space of every end organ, there is a, a pervasive rhythm that's going on within that space. And the rhythm that is being introduced and is interconnected is either going to be an anti-inflammatory rhythm or a pro-inflammatory rhythm. It's going to be one or the other. And a lot of times that is tilted on the basis of what is introduced to that interstitial space. So if you're introducing a bunch of, of vascular inflammatory free radicals, I don't care if it's carbon monoxide, if it's uh, LDL cholesterol or uh, other types of cholesterols, advanced glycation end products, uh, insecticides or pesticides, hormones that don't belong there. It, there's, a, there's a long list, uh, arsenic, mercury, Whatever it is, uh, if you're introducing these free radicals, you are likely producing a pro-inflammatory rhythm within your interstitial space. And what that rhythm is, is that it takes the capillary endothelial cell out of balance, out of its balanced dance step rhythm. And when it does that, a whole series of cascading events occurs that allows that chronic inflammatory response to build signaling and metabolic momentum within that interstitial space. And when that happens, it becomes an immunosuppressed rhythm. 
Yeah. That's what Paul and I were going to say. Go ahead. <laughs> totally. That's what I was going to say. So, I mean, yeah, the translation is the space between cells, interstitial space, becomes inflamed. The thing that surprised me a number of years ago within my own field was the leading cause of liver transplant in America is fatty liver disease. Your liver storing fat just by itself creates this pro-inflammatory state that causes scarring of the interstitial space, the tissue, the capillaries become swollen and narrowed, blood flow reduces, you get cirrhosis, which old school was alcohol or hepatitis C or some other cause. And, and now it's fatty liver. It's being overweight and eating a high fatty diet or um, some other you know, liver produces some of the fat too. So you can have some genetic ones as well. But yeah, it, I, that blew me away. So if you take that, if you take that situation in that interstitial space of the liver and you extrapolate, you mentioned scar tissue, which can, by the way, be either amyloid or fibrous. Uh, both get are getting play today, but the scar tissue can be either amyloid or fibrous. It could also be cancer. It could be an oncogenic rhythm. It could be an infectious. It could be predisposed to an infectious disease rhythm. Uh, it could predispose to an autoimmune rhythm. Uh, so all of these diseases I'm mentioning are the maturation of chronic inflammatory intent within the interstitial space. And that intent is nothing more than the building of pro-inflammatory rhythms within the interstitial space. It's a building, it's a, it's a blockchain, if you will, of rhythms in the interstitial space that formulate these disease patterns. And by the way, once these disease patterns begin to populate the interstitial space, they will then in turn create uh, a nurturing for other diseases. So when you have scar tissue of amyloid or fibrous, which we call cirrhosis, uh, it will then predispose to infection or cancer or autoimmune processes or the autoimmune processes, which might have initiated as maybe a biliary cirrhosis or an autoimmune uh, hepatitis will then predispose to the possibility of scar tissue, cirrhosis or oncogenesis or uh, or, or liver cancer. So no, what I'm saying here is that these things kind of intermingle and commingle and are associated with rhythms that are chronic inflammatory. What are these rhythms? They're cytokines, they're inflammatory proteins, they're uh, enzymes, they're electromagnetic wavelets that have coalesced to form streams and rhythms within the interstitial space. That's, uh, that's the biochemistry of our body, right? It's a molecular level of, like you said, enzymes, proteins that help propagate chemical reactions. Um, they, they actually, that's right. Yeah. They cascade and they uh, chain react, uh, react, metabolic reactions that form streams. They actually cascade streams through the interstitial space. And when there's enough momentum, and when there's enough persistence, these streams will mature into the disease venues that we just discussed. Uh, and one can lead to another. And what are you seeing in the lungs with this? So in the lungs, it's kind of the same thing. On the other hand, the lung tissue is a little bit different in that you can get free radicals coming into the lung in two directions. They can be coming in through the alveoli or they can be coming in through the capillaries cells. So uh, in other words, through the blood plasma. So you can get free radicals coming into the interstitial space of alveoli from, from, uh, that are bidirectional, which makes the space even more dynamically uh, at risk for vascular inflammatory rhythms and complications. I have a question about pulmonary fibrosis. Is that is it? Does this help to stop that, or is that something that just comes along? So pulmonary fibrosis is a, a essentially a fibrotic scarring of the uh, interstitial space of lung tissue, 
it's a diffuse process. It's not a, a patchy one. It's a diffuse one. And it's progressive. Uh, it may have an autoimmune basis. No one really seems to understand why this fibrosis is suddenly triggered to be produced uh, by mesenchymal cells. But if you take three steps back, you can understand that these mesenchymal cells switched sides. They became uh, responsive to chronic inflammatory rhythms because of an overriding chronic inflammatory chain reaction that was going on in the interstitial space. So if you look at the process of pulmonary fibrosis or scarring, all of these are endpoints of chronic inflammation and, high, and, there, and, the, and the rhythms that chronic inflammation causes on cells within the interstitial space, which in this case are mesenchymal cells secreting uh, or producing uh, fibrous tissue. Dr. Bungaham, uh, j- just to back up just a little bit for those who may have just joined us, a couple of things. Could you uh, elaborate a little bit? Could you could you tell us once again what interstitial space is? And also, would you address what free radicals are? We hear that. Excellent. But- oh, man, those are great questions. So the interstitial space is simply a living space between the capillary cell, which basically is the cell that interacts with the blood plasma and the end organ cell, uh, which could be a, an alveolar cell in the, in the lung. It could be uh, a hepatocyte in the liver. It could be a cardiomyocyte in the uh, heart. It could be a, a nerve cell in the brain. Uh, it could be a nephron. Uh, and glomerulus in the uh, kidney. Any of these cells uh, all have interstitial spaces and they all have a relationship with the capillary cell. So uh, what goes on in that space is very important because it's a very dynamic space. And in my book, I talk about an anti-inflammatory rhythm and or a pro-inflammatory rhythm. Anti-inflammatory rhythms basically are controlled by the pace and stem ricochet and backwash effect of the capillary cell dance steps. And the dance steps are permeability and combustion swings that are timed uh, to specific purposes within the interstitial space. I understand this is highly complex discussion, but the long and the short of it is when you're living in a capillary cell-controlled dance-step rhythm, you have an anti-inflammatory streaming uh, of signals and metabolism in the interstitial space, which keeps the space sanitized, prevents disease, and allows the end organ cell to function optimally. Mm. Wow. Okay. Oh, I mean, I, I, I don't take it to like 5,000 feet. So, you know, the capillaries are smallest blood vessels, so they're tubes. And the cells have an incredible power of secreting different cytokines, a whole bunch of stuff for clotting and platelet activity and our immune system. And the problem we see, with, for example, in sepsis, is that capillary tube leaks fluid into that space outside of the capillary into the interstitial space, and then that tissue becomes swollen and what we call edematous, and it doesn't function as well. So imagine the lung, which is trying to exchange air, CO2, gases, those things, and the thicker it gets, the less efficient it gets, the stiffer it gets, the harder it is physically to breathe, and that's the dependence at some point on a ventilator if you are to breathe. Well, that's you're basically uh, describing uh, when you talk about uh, whether it's a COVID infection or if it's a fulminating pneumonia or something that's catastrophic in the lungs, you're basically talking about various types of cytokine storms within the interstitial space. And essentially what's going on there is it can be acute or chronic, but you're talking about an acute collapse of the interstitial space where 
uh, signaling and metabolic rhythms have fallen into uh, a, an acute and chronic inflammatory uh, response. In this case, to uh, either a virus or a bacteria. So how do you coach, teach, prescribe uh, to your patients to get them set up into an anti-inflammatory uh, rhythm? So anti-inflammatory rhythms are based uh, predominantly based on lifestyle, uh, which means that all of us uh, in this discussion and everyone who's list the listening audience all have control over this. It's not something you have to buy. It's not something you have to purchase. It's not something that involves a high-tech apparatus. Uh, it's actually common sense living. Uh, it's using your brain to become mindful of how you operate during the day, the decisions you make about what you eat, how you sleep, uh, the kinds of stresses you put yourself through, how you exercise, how you move, uh, whether or not you're joyful, whether or not you're, you're laughing and, and enjoying life, or you're, you're feeling loving and kind. Uh, these things are all part of the daily engagement. And if you're, if you're having the kind of, of a response that seems to be uh, balanced, and you've got these things all in order, you're living anti-inflammatory. It's an anti-inflammatory anti effect, which basically translates to your cells. It translates to the interstitial space. It makes it healthy. It sanitizes it and, uh, and basically optimizes end organ function. Wow. Paul, did you have a question? Oh, no, Stephanie, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it's one of the reasons that we coach in the way that we do, because a lot of people think it's you go to the gym and do such and such, or you're in the kitchen and you eat such and such. And there's a lot of different things that can help you and we're all a little bit different. But really, if you don't look at your habits, your surroundings, your lifestyle, what you're doing, um, what you're allowing in in mind, all of it, right? You're really yeah. not going to be in a healthy state. And so having accountability or having a community of people around you that are doing that, because you know that phrase, you're like the five people that you hang out with the most, right? So if you're around a group that's never exercising and they're super negative, Odds are you're not exercising and you're becoming more negative. So, you know, we have this circular up or down sort of or spiral impact on one another. And it's so important um, to be mindful of what what you decide to fill your life with. Well, and I would throw in here, uh, I, I think your audience would really relate to this. You know, part of this mindfulness is being spiritually aware and yes. to be spiritually prepared. So, you know, if you start out your day with a prayer, if you start out your day with uh, uh, maybe talking to God about your situation, mm. uh, it does help. If you feel like uh, you have a, a viable relationship with God and you're praying and active, uh, that does help. That's part mm. of the process. If you really want to evolve and change and become anti-inflammatory, anti Part of that equation involves a living relationship with our Lord and Savior. So, mm -hmm. in other words, regardless of what we talk about today, and I can go into a lot of the mechanics of anti-inflammatory lifestyle, if you're not, if you're, if your if your spiritual side is dark, if you're uh, if you're not plugged into that side of it, uh, there's going to be a piece of the of this that's missing, mm -hmm. uh, and, and and that's going to be very a very important piece. That's right. Boy. Interesting, interesting thing is that the, well, the Greek and the, and the um, Hebrew are very similar. They're both, the both uh, Holy Spirit, the Spirit is pneumia, which is like breath or wind. I yep. like the breath, I <laughs> almost like inhaling oxygen that then goes out through, through your entire body, yeah. every, every inch of it, and that's your Holy Spirit. So. Gentlemen, I can tell you for a fact, I'm the kind of guy, I've, since I was a, a young boy, I've always powered my way at 110%, no matter where I was going or what I was doing. Well, where God has helped me, where the Lord has helped me, is that there are situations where I shouldn't be doing that. I shouldn't be just plowing my way through mm -hmm. from one set. 
I, I actually, sometimes I should take a right turn uh, <laughs> and, and, and change my path. Uh, and, and that has made a, been a big difference maker in terms mm-hmm. of being able to negotiate a anti-inflammatory lifestyle. So mm-hmm. uh, I think we all have to be aware that mindfulness is very, very important in how we navigate our lives, how we find all of this anti-inflammatory business. But sometimes we have to have the light of God shine in, on our path and create a direction that uh, sometimes just comes out of someplace else. It mm-hmm. does. It may not be a mind, as 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 mindful as we want it to be. So, uh, I just want to throw that in there. That's an important Man. part of this. That's right. Paul, well, um, you got a thought on that? I see. Uh, one of my favorite authors, uh, Bruce Larson, who has since passed to the presence of the Lord, wrote a wonderful book in the '60s called "Ask Me to Dance." I, 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 uh, I Dr. Buckingham, you can kind of help me here if I'm missing the picture, but my little brain tends to operate in word pictures. I like to, I like to sense what's going on and see relationship. So, what you've described, if if I can put it in simplistic forms, is that God has designed us uniquely to move to a certain rhythm, which creates creates a, uh, I want to say a, a fanciful, but at the same time, um, a very uh, a liberating rhythm. Okay. And, and, and all of our systems and Tank, you can jump in and help me here too, from, from a, a, a molecular uh, basis, all the way up to end organs and, and systems. God has designed all this to work in terms of of dancing, I heard you say that, you know, or I, I'm, <laughs> that's where my brain goes. So, so what happens when we short circuit that is that basically we are not only allowing, but inviting somebody to cut in on the dance and take our away from us. Is that, <laughs> is that a fair analogy? <laughs> you are, you are a very wise and theologian. <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> 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 that is precisely it. And I, 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 it couldn't have been maybe said in a better way. But the reality of it is, if we're living in the spirit of God, mm-hmm. if we're living uh, as, as a blessed Christian, there is a certain path, that, uh, a certain light that's within us mm-hmm. that is going to assist us in finding this anti-inflammatory rhythm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be assisting us. Uh, now, we can still screw up. We can still make mistakes. Uh, we can still become dark. But if we follow that light and follow that path, um, we have a much better chance of finding that dance step rhythm and the anti-inflammatory outcome. Uh, that's how I see it. So uh, when, we, when we are talking about the mechanics of this, you know, we're talking about seven hours of sleep at night purposeful sleep we're talking about regular exercise almost as on a daily basis kind of like with the same idea of of three meals a day and brushing your teeth exercise has to be part of that daily rhythm we're talking about eating whole food not processed not salty uh food that's real uh uh, not something that has been manufactured. We're talking about eating whole food three times a day. And we're talking about really understanding the mechanics of stress and the situations we put ourselves into mm-hmm. that make that stress worse. Uh, all of those things are very important. And when we're out of balance, when we're doing, let's say our stress is through the roof. Well, it shouldn't be, but sometimes it is. Well, basically, that transitions into, well, we want to eat more comfort food. That mm-hmm. translates into more sugar, more salt. It oftentimes translates into less sleep, and it oftentimes translates into less regular exercise. It kind of, in other words, one lifestyle snafu tends to chain react snafus in our other lifestyle prerogatives. So. It's kind of like the same thing that happens down deep in our cells and our interstitial spaces. When we 
are in these rhythms that are uh, pro and chronic inflammatory, our interstitial spaces then become overwhelmed with these pro-inflammatory rhythms. And how does it get started? It gets started with vascular inflammatory free radicals. The dance step rhythm of the capillary cells gets blocked. Immune funneling errors into the interstitial space increase. And because these immune systems are immune funneling errors increase, they are less likely to execute an anti-inflammatory function, but are more likely to become signal converted to pre-existing pro-inflammatory streams. So that's how you develop this momentum of pro and chronic inflammatory chain reactions. Could you address a free radical? Just kind of give us a, what is that? So free radicals are anything that produce an inflammatory response against it. So for example, small particle LDL cholesterol, advanced glycation end products, uh, non-HDL cholesterol, triglycerides, um, allergens that you might inhale. Um, So a whole compilation of anything that's uh, a particulate that you might inhale, anything that might be uh, any of the 17 different uh, pro-inflammatory uh, free radicals that come from inhaling a cigarette or being involved in uh, a polluted air situation. Those are all free radicals. Arsenic, mercury, lead, these are things that you can either uh, get exposed to on your skin or that you might, you might uh, ingest. Those are free radicals. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, food particles, uh, you know, that are from... Uh, uh, highly processed and refined foods. When they get down into your gut, they they don't get processed by our our microbiome. They end up getting pushed into our uh, portal circulation. And uh, the discussion previous was about uh, the development of fatty liver. Well, if you get enough of this highly refined, processed, toxic food that gets into your portal circulation, now those actually become free radicals. And uh, have an adverse effect on your uh, uh, on your liver hepatocytes. So, liver. The long and the short of it is, free radicals can come from metabolism from the liver. They can come from uh, foodstuffs, and uh, we call them leaky gut par- par- particles that get into the portal circulation. They can come from inhaling of. Uh, of carbon monoxide or the various uh, particulates that might come from polluted air. So they can come from a variety of different locations. But what happens if you get too many of them uh, in the interstitial spaces of all end organs, they cannot be eliminated efficiently. So they tend to become chronic and inflammatory. And basically, they begin to affect the capillary cells, the dance step rhythm, and then the funneling errors that, that uh, eventually occur, the immune funneling errors. Thank you. That helped. Oh, the, the, you, like, you like the picture. So just imagine it being a big thorn with a bunch of things bouncing around and injuring and pissing off a lot of stuff. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a firm, firm free radical there. <laughs> Yeah, I know people who are free radicals. I want to expand on just a bit, a little bit more on this. So let's say you've got a bunch of free radicals in your interstitial space that don't belong there. Now your capillary cell has a highly sophisticated regulatory system on their outer membrane complex that will deliver just the right type of immune arsenal into that interstitial space to get rid of those uh, inflammatory free radicals. They know what they're doing. They have a purpose precise, uh, highly engineered outer membrane complex that'll get the job done. Unfortunately, if you've got too many of them in there, if you've got too many of them, the the capillary cell, the apparatus gets overrun. They simply cannot deliver enough precision-purposed immune arsenal into that space to 
timely remove those vascular inflammatory products, what happens then is that the caprolase cell itself becomes the dance step gets delayed and the, the cell begins to lose counterbalance. And that because of that, it doesn't refurbish or begins to lose the, its outer membrane uh, precision. It loses its, because it, it can't refurbish its outer membrane uh, receptors, pores, uh, and other apparatus. So that then creates an opportunity for funneling errors into the interstitial space. Once you start getting funneling errors, that then creates a chronic inflammatory response because they're, they're not actually targeting the elimination of the free radical. They're not targeting that anymore. They're, they're kind of loosey-goosey. They're in there just kind of playing games. So that then creates momentum towards a chronic inflammatory stream or rhythm. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Wow. That's, that's, boy, that's <laughs> always, funny because I always joke back to like, you know, how complex the body is because it's, it's kind of like the church in the Bible, you know, where, an organ and, and we can be the eye, but the eye's not gonna exist without the heart pumping blood to it. And it's interesting how we're made and how all linked that is. And when one system starts to fail, how that causes other problems in others mm. more rapidly. What makes this really interesting gentlemen and ladies is that what I just described in one interstitial space involving one capillary cell mm. and one end organ cell and perhaps a mesenchymal cell or a group of mesenchymal cells, guess what? That entire situation is incurring in every single end organ, in every single interstitial space. And I don't care if it's the largest of arterial vessels or the smallest of capillaries and it doesn't matter which end organ we're talking about, this stuff is going on in every single space. Mm. Well, uniquely and wonderfully made. Wow. So when I talk about living anti-inflammatory, it's, mm. it's involving every single cell of every single space, and it involves the caprolase cell. In fact, in fact, involves all the endothelium. They all have to be in a in a rhythm in a dance step rhythm so that they can keep that interstitial space sanitized which is another way of saying vascular inflammatory free radical free so that not only does that then improve the likelihood that the dance step rhythm stays intact but it then optimizes the capacity for the entire infrastructure to del to deliver Oxygen to the end organ cell to maximize its function. So when you've got a clogged and chronically inflamed interstitial space, oxygen delivery to the end organ is impaired just like everything else. So, and I can, I can go into this in, in, a, in a very detailed brush, but I know you don't want to do that. The long and the short of it is when it, chronic inflammatory rhythms take over an interstitial space, bad things happen. The end organ cell atrophies, disease venues populate, and uh, and you're much more likely to develop a multitude of different types of chronic inflammatory problems. Wow. Uh, one of the things that I've noticed with uh, obese patients and over significantly overweight patients that are diabetes mellitus type two or have an inflammatory like lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, you know, kind of an autoimmune, that when they begin to lose this weight and they lose the lipids, those things go away. I mean, the, I mean, literally go away. They're off meds and their hemoglobin A1C goes to well below where it needs to be. And it's, it's just amazing. It's like, to me, it's almost the common denominator in at least America that the population is so overweight, well, I think it's almost 80% now, that it causes all, it, it's like I'm, I'm just a firefighter putting out, cleaning out someone's carotid or, or <laughs> cutting their leg off because there's no blood flow to their foot. 
um, that all could have been prevented if they would have been different. Gentlemen, I got to, ladies and gentlemen, I, I got to tell you, I had a doctor, I, I gave a lecture to a, a group of doctors. One guy came up and said, you know, you're trying to put me out of business. Uh, if everyone becomes dance step counterbalanced and keeps their interstitial space free of free radicals, that means that uh, disease venues aren't going to get in there and I'm, I'm out of business. Well, I basically said, you know what, that's, 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 that's not the case. What's really going to happen here is that we're going to postpone this whole process by about 20 to 30 years, just like Moses did when he lived to be 120 years of age. Uh, you can postpone this process. Uh, if you're living counterbalanced, if you're living anti-inflammatory, if, uh, if, if you've evolved an anti-inflammatory uh, component, which is multifactorial, which we've discussed, uh, your lifestyle is going to preclude disease venues for, or postpone them for, for decades. Now, you're going to say, why can't you just postpone them forever? Well, there's something called uh, cross-linkage of our nuclear chromosomal DNA within our cells. And over the course of time, our, our, our chromosomal DNA becomes increasingly less effective. Uh, so even if we're living in, in perfect counterbalance, even if we're refurbishing our cells, that refurbishment becomes less effective over time because our DNA becomes cross-linked. It, it just loses its capacity to completely refurbish due to the fact it can't code for a maximum number of proteins. So over the course of time, we will eventually fail and die. That's what will happen. But it doesn't have to happen nearly as quickly as it seems to be happening in today's world. One of the things that Craig and I talk about from time to time is, you know, there aren't enough physicians. There aren't enough of you coming out of school. It's, it's less and less. We are going to have a crisis. We're already starting to see some of it. And really, if you guys could be there for the things that are not preventable, the, the crises, the unexpected, and if we could be in front of health, if we could try to be preventive in health, it would actually benefit the system. It would benefit what you guys are able to do. But there's such a resistance to this idea of, <laughs> Sitting on the forefront of being healthy. It's shocking to me. Like there's a band-aid and a pill for everything and praise God for medicine, but is really that the solution or is that the band-aid? So you've brought up something. By the way, you're a smart young lady. I've, hey, I've got to, hey, I don't, I don't know how old you are, uh, but you look a lot younger than uh, most of us on this show. Uh, but let me just say this uh, in our culture, in our democracy, we have, uh, in our Constitution and in our Declaration of Independence, freedom is the most important aspect of our country. Amen. Uh, we have built our, our, our country on the basis of freedom, which means, uh, unless it's against the law, we're free to, 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 to make our own decisions about how we live, how we work, how we eat, how we play, whatever. So by the nature of our country, in my opinion, now this is an opinion, I think uh, when, when, when someone like myself says, you know what, you really should be eating differently, you should be uh, exercising every day, you should be sleeping sick, there's going to be resistance to that because it, to a lot of people, it feels like I'm taking away their freedom of choice. Um, so I, the, we, we live in kind of a world, at least in the United States of America, which is the greatest country on earth. But Amen. we live in a situation where uh, people respect choice. And uh, if they uh, have a choice that is in deference to what I'm talking about, uh, they want to have that, that, that opportunity. So uh, regardless of what the consequences are, basically. <laughs> regardless of what those consequences. So if I'm talking to a 250 pound diabetic and he wants to eat two donuts for breakfast, he's got, he's free to do that. Uh, that's, that's the nature of our country. Yeah. Yes. Good point. And so true. 
But you will help us be free to have fudge at Christmas, Stephanie. Just at Christmas, we get the fudge. You know, that's, 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 in, the, that's in our, our mutual agreement. You haven't got your box yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I, I just want to say this very quickly. We, uh, boy, Doc, I just, we all and our listening and watching audience and, uh, and myself especially sure appreciate who you are, what you do, what you stand for. Thank you. And the way, sir, you have such a sensitivity. The first time I accidentally slipped and called you Doc, <laughs> your real character came out because I tried to be very respectful. And he said, no, that's perfectly fine. I said, Phew. but we appreciate everything that you do and say. I, I want to say this real quick, and then I want to key it, key it over for one closing thought you might have. Um we uh, we want to thank everybody who makes this program possible by the gifts that you get, uh, the financial gifts that you give to us. And Christmas is coming up, and uh, we've all been pretty good. Tank wasn't real good, probably, but the rest of us were good. I'm just saying your wake tank a little bit. She says a little bit. But uh, we, we've been, <laughs> we're pretty good. If the Lord lays on your heart at all to give a gift, very simply, we just throw it out there. And we thank those that give gifts to keep us on. It is bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectations. That's the magic word. If you'll put that in your computer or in your iPhone, it'll bring up our website. There's a donation button there. And it's so technically easy. Even I can do it. So just pop on that button and we'd appreciate and thank you. We do have one man who gives gifts all the time. He's so faithful and he's been on our program, Steve Cabazoon. He uh, he will match dollar for dollar up to $1,000. Anybody who gives a gift, any gift you send in, he'll match it, he said. And that would be a real blessing to us as we move forward. Okay, enough said on that. If you Lord leads you to give, he's going to do it. He does need my coaxing. But I hope that you will do that to help us out. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick this around. I'll open it up real quick. We have about uh, a little less than five minutes. We've got four and a half minutes, I think. Doc, I so appreciate the testimony and what you said, too, and the sharing of uh, now I know even better than ever why you are the great man that I believe you are, and, and, and me and thousands, thousands of people. He's renowned around the world, ladies and gentlemen. I think he's may surprise us all and be getting a Nobel Peace Prize someday because he deserves it, what he has done and what and the people, the universities around the world, including, uh, I believe, if I'm not out of line, Tel Aviv, not Tel Aviv, but the Jerusalem. Uh, Hebrew University has recommended him for this. This is a great man who loves God, and what a heart for people. I've got, we've got just uh, a couple of minutes here. Doc, is there is there anything you'd like to to run by us as, as we think about all these things that we've said? Well, I'm going to just say this much. Uh, again, I'm talking to your listening audience, and I'm just going to say, if you have a chance to donate a few bucks to this this uh, uh, radio. Uh, and this program, do it. Uh, this is really a fine group of people, born Christians, deeply faithed, and they uh, they're speaking truth to to all of you. That being said, um, we're in a battle. Uh, we're in a battle, uh, uh, and it's you know you can talk about a spiritual battle, but it comes down to a cellular battle as well. And if we're living uh, attuned to God, if we're if we're born. Uh, and, and are uh, trying to seek his light and listening to the Holy Ghost, uh, we have a, a real good chance of finding our way to an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. This lifestyle will involve everything we've talked about it today, how we sleep, how we interact with people, how we engage, how we laugh, uh, what we eat, uh, how we pray, uh, how we exercise and move, uh, everything. And when we're doing it right, we're living an anti-inflammatory lifestyle. We can, we can go about our business of everyday life feeling good about ourselves. We, can, we don't have to feel afraid. We don't have to feel like we're, uh, like we're going to be um, uh, in, in trouble by the, in the next moment. We can actually feel comfortable in the fact that we are living a life that is anti-inflammatory. On the other hand, if we're 
if we're in addiction cycles, uh, if we're uh, uh, seeking sugar or salt or drugs, or uh, maybe uh, we have a gambling habit, or maybe even a, 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 a pornography habit, if we're in something that is sending us into spasms of darkness, this will in turn create cascades of pro-inflammatory rhythms within our body. And before you know it, things pop up in our end organs, which we don't want. And I have to tell you that it really comes down to that. What we do, how we live manifests in what goes on in our end organs and interstitial spaces. Amen. Boy, that was well said. 30 seconds, Steph. Did you have a thought there? With the okay, so I wondered if you did. There. Yeah, no, oh. I just, you know, I think you are the solution to population health. Amen. Please keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Get out Thank there you. and continue to speak. Get Thank you very much. <laughs> Paul, we've got. We uh, got Listen, I feel like this. Uh, <laughs> I just have a thought. This whole idea of rhythm. Um, and I love that. And the scripture says, and taking some liberties, it says, therefore, keep in step with the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And if, if we are in step with the spirit and we, we are in that holy rhythm of life, allowing the spirit to lead, uh, let's not let's not fight who's leading. <laughs> you know, let's cooperate and get in step. And so, uh, Dr. Buckingham, thank you so much. Uh, mm-hmm. What a Always a joy to have you and, and thank you. Today. And you've enriched our lives and, and given us some some uh, good information that we can pass on. So thank you so much. Amen. Well, Doc, God bless you. Have a great uh, coming week here and keep helping people. You're a real blessing. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for tuning in tonight at Raising Expectations. Boy, tonight's here had some great things shared. We pray that you raise your expectations. Don't let anybody cut in the dance of your life and stay well and do the things that will make you well and draw close to the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what? You'll find out he's already drawn close to you. Just be ready. He's there. Thanks so much, ladies and gentlemen. And we'll say good night for tonight. And uh, I think we're saying good night for tonight. I'm uh, still looking there. DJ, thanks. Sign us out. God bless you all. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous. But most of all, uplifting so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.